Okay there, my little heffalumps and woozles. It's Trash South Street. What's a woozle? It's like a heffalump, only different. Oh, okay. You ever... Winnie the Pooh? I'm not big into Winnie the Pooh. Well, it's Winnie the Pooh. I'm an Eeyore. You are an Eeyore. Uh, I'm an Eeyore. You're definitely a, a, a rabbit. Yeah. And this is Trash South Street. Yes, it's Trash for, South Street. For all your young adult children's novel needs. Yes. And also music. I'm Lou. I'm Jamie Z. Yeah. And Trash South Street. Trash South Street. So what's new, Lou? Well, do you know I enjoy this tasty libation of water? Water. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by um, water. Water. No, I say water. I have really nothing. So I've been sick the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been wretchedly sick on a, probably as sick as you can be without actually needing to see like a specialist. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, so there's not much. I like literally like the first week I, I did nothing. I had no energy. Um, I've never heard people say you really look like shit more in my life. Cause I did go to work. I didn't do any work. I kind of sat at my desk and did you just come in with like a wife beater on and like boxers. <laughs> I did, yeah, my uh, with my no fat chick shirt. <laughs> no, it was just snotty. I had like really bad bronchitis. Polkai. Yeah. <laughs> so now I come in and I like play computer, meaning I type shit. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy. I discover these delightful lozenges called Fisherman's Friend. Oh yeah, you were talking. It's like doing a bong rip of pure menthol. <laughs> it's really harsh, but it cleans you out. So unfortunately, that is it. Yeah, I was struck with the stomach bug of that ravished Yeah, around household. the same time. Oh, I was a little later. Um, yeah, Victor got sick when I was in class and had a rush home from class to see. We, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Ended up being a stomach bug, and I got thrown up on a couple times and threw out a pair of shoes. Then by Friday, I finally like get him uh, a doctor's appointment because it was just lasting a little longer. Just want to make sure he's okay. So the point was that. Uh, 12.30 in, in Gilbertsville because the Collegeville uh, uh, location was just too full, too many sick yeah. people. So around 10.40, <coughs> I start going, oh shit, I'm starting to feel sick. Ooh. I have this bug. I don't know if I told you this. I kind of like texted you. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. So I'm like, if I fall asleep, it's going to be worse. So I got to stay up. All right. So, you know, Victor falls asleep. And then like I wake him up around 12. I drive up to Gilbertsville and they're like, okay, um, so just to make sure, like, he's been, you know, having some stomach issues. Let's make sure he's not, like, impacted or something. So mm-hmm. go to any hospital, and we'll get an x-ray of his belly. All right. And you have to wait in line. Here's his prescription, this script, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I'm like, any hospital, you know, I, I go mm-hmm. home real quick, eat, and I'm like, I'm probably going to yak this up, so right. I'm make sure I chew it good. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Paley Hospital. And Mark's like, oh, I'll go with you. I'm like, okay. So we go to Paley Hospital, go to registration, and they're like, sorry, we can't take your insurance. No. And I was like, okay. Well, can I pay out of pocket? And they're like, no, it's illegal. I don't think it's illegal. I was way. like, okay. Well, and then they're like, well, let me let me have you talk to one of our people. Mm-hmm. And it is illegal, apparently. Oh, really? Because yeah. his radiologist is affiliated with Phoenixville Hospital. Oh. Which I had no idea. When they said go to any hospital, you know, what mm-hmm. do doctors know, I guess. Yes. So, but when we were walking into Phoenix, or, uh, Paoli, we're like going through the one corridor and I'm like, I, I think I'm going to vomit. All I right. really, really want to vomit. So then we have to go all the way back to Phoenixville Hospital. All right. We get everything done. Everything was good. No, and he had just ended up having a stomach oh, I'm going to stop you. The irony is Phoenixville Hospital is like Phoenixville Hospital is literally so much closer than ten, not like seven minutes away where Paoli is about 20. It would be like the closest hospital. <laughs> yeah. Finally get back around four <laughs> o'clock. 
I'm right. like just trying not to vomit in the car. I'm just like, okay, get home. I'm like, Mark, I got to puke. And I'm like, shit, the cat needs to get fed. So I feed the cat. Mm-hmm. I get Victor some water. Then I'm like, I got to puke. Go upstairs. And I'm just done. I'm just vomiting. Yeah. And uh, that was my that was my Friday. Nice. It wasn't too bad. I was over it pretty quickly. It was a 24-hour mm-hmm. thing. And Mark got it Sunday. And uh, yeah, it sounds delightful. It sounds, yeah. That was a nice um, two minutes of just vomiting, and I had the vomits and the poops. Yeah, that's called man labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, it wasn't that bad. It, it could have been a hell of a lot worse, but yeah. Yeah, like if it was coming out there, like if you were shitting out your mouth and puking out your. <laughs> well, I guess at that point you don't give a fuck what's happening yeah. for, with your butthole. I only puked three times. But. Uh, I had the joy of having to remove snow, and then stumble in and get literally every blanket in the house to try to keep warm. Yeah, that was what, two Thursdays ago? Too? It's two Thursdays, yeah. yeah, and I've been, I was like sick through Monday. Mm-hmm. Everything I mentioned, I had the joy of tearing a muscle in my side, which is uh, great yeah. when you have bronchitis. Yeah, that And happens. it's still... That sucks. It's getting better, it's still there. But anyway, yeah, woe is me. Yeah, our sickness. Sick. No one wants to hear about that. But they do. They, they're enthralled. <laughs> about shitting and puking and, and coughing. And puke and, shitting and, yeah. and cum sneezing. But it's been beautiful weather out. Yeah. Get my runs in. You know well, what I and, say? In a couple different Yay. ways. Um, <laughs> Went to the farmer's market today. Mm-hmm. Took Victor to get some coffee. He was hanging out at a coffee shop. Yeah, like, like a little beatnik. Mm-hmm. He had like little, I dressed him all in black and had a little beret on him. Yeah, was he like, Belmont man, Belmont. He was like, Muffin man. Ooh. Do you know the Muffin man? He does. He knows the Muffin man. Uh, I'm going to make an unpopular statement. What? Fuck this weather. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it. It's a little cooler now, but it's just tough to get your body used to it. Yeah, like I want. You want cold. I want one cold. more. Well, no, I want one more massive snowstorm. I don't. I get off on it. Yeah. I, it, like figuratively, not literally. I'm not You're like. like I make, oh snow! Yeah, the only way I can come is if I make a snow person <laughs> and then put a little hole in their snow hiney. It's really weird. Is that why you're listening to Informer over and over again? Yeah. I'm like, zip, boom, boom, down. Now it's consensual. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that, that snowman. Yeah, I'm also not very good at making snowmen, so it's tough. Yeah. And by snowman, I mean dogs. <laughs> and by dogs, I mean... Uh, Saki. No, there's no Saki. Yeah, so yeah, we're way we talk off topic. To, well, yeah, why don't we review some music? Terrible human beings. Speaking of terrible human beings, mm-hmm. that's the Orwell's new album. Yeah, that was a pretty good segue. That was, that was all right segue. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I'm gonna point out really quick. What? I listened to most of that album on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Did not know what the title of the album was till now? right now. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It's a pretty cool. Pray continue, Jamie. I got the 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 record, and it's a, some chick naked sitting in front of a desk with like, a, and then the back of it has like like straws and like bowls on the desk and stuff just to let you know yeah so the orwells it is their third release came out this month which is february on atlantic it is their third album i've been listening to these kids for a while and i say kids because their first album remember when that's what it's called Mm -hmm. was out like 2011 or something like that yeah and they were literally like they're like 18 right something yeah like they weren't even 18 yet and they're playing all these festivals and they're like whoa this is crazy Mm -hmm. man and i I would listen to them like xmu and their first time was very (coughs) totally garage rock like lo-fi like singing about like murder Mm -hmm. and horror movies like is it good and they've kind of continued but matured past that uh their second album was also called disgrace land which was good that was out a few years ago as i said this is their third album 
and the Orwells are a garage indie rock band from the suburbs of Chicago, Illinois. As I said, they're pretty young, I believe. The lead singer Mario Como is maybe 23, but they're all like fairly, fairly young, and um, it's kind of impressive that there's a third album, and I think it sounds pretty well. They've pretty much continued down the path of, path of their second album, Disgraceland. It still has that garage rock sound. I think it's a little more indie and a little more polished. Loses that grit of their first album, but who is going to recapture their teen angst in their high school years? The, the one single and the first song, off, uh, song on the album is Body in the Bayou. That sounds like a classic kind of Orwell song, gritty, catchy. Almost has like a little southern rock going on. I don't know yes. if it's just his voice, but it's just that. And it's just about life kind of on the road, on the fly, popping pills, having chicks by my side. It kind of has like a sleazy, sexy song. Next song called Fry. That's uh, more like it's still garage sounding. They're starting to go a little more indie rock, I would say, than garage. And that's like catchy gr- guitar riffs. It's fun. Vacation's probably my, my second favorite song on the album. And that's almost like an indie rock like anthem song. Just like a, a talk about society. I, I like their lyrics because they're kind of childish, but they're catchy. Yeah. Like, they have to like talk about masturbation and like just... Mm-hmm. Turning off that TV. Yeah, yeah, I think it's funny. Another song that I like is called Buddy. And that's more the... I would say they're more their straight up garage. And like a tiny little like punk riffs in it. And that's about life on the road. As I said, I, I really like... Uh, I think it's a solid release. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people were weren't too happy with it. I read some reviews and... Like, I forget it. There's a couple, and they're like, oh, you know, my I first jumped on at uh, Disgraceland, and I just thought they, they should have, you know, progressed a little further. And I'm like, oh, did you listen to their first album? Like, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was good. Yeah, it wasn't like a total departure or this weird turn from their last album. I, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was nice. I, like it. I liked it. Um, yeah, it's fun. I, I, they're playing Memor- the Friday before Memorial Day. Oh. I was like, nah, I'm not going to see them. But they're playing at the Union Transfer. Like them and Cloud Nothings, I never get to see because they're always playing like just weird days or weird days or something uh, like so something comes mm. up. Check out the Orwells. I think they're good. I think they're a fun band. Yeah. I check them out too. You know what I'd like to check out? Would you like to check out? I don't like to get my card because I can never say this <laughs> fucking name right. Oxymelody. Yeah. 15th album by like- Oklahoma's own. Flaming Lips. Cozy Melody. Mm. That's what it's, it is. Yeah, cozy, you know, actually... Did you just figure that out? <laughs> it's not, though. Oh, really? What is it? So Wayne Cohn had yeah. found a book of Polish phrases at one point. Mm-hmm. And there were a few, like, <laughs> these phrases. And Oksimlody means eyes of the young oh. in Polish. Ooh. What it also means, mm-hmm. it's a concept album yeah. about a magical drug that makes you hallucinate for three months and dream of having sex while riding unicorns or something like that. Really? That's from him. And pretty much... So I normally don't... I really try not to read reviews before I actually review an album. Uh-huh. I mean, I know. <laughs> I, I listen like, to it first and then I read reviews just to I, see. I said I will after the fact to see how right or how wrong I am, how yeah. smart I am. I have a review in my head, It's not, but I don't go in yeah. like, let me read this before. But I don't even like to do that, yeah. but it's more because... I like to... I, it doesn't matter. Anyway, in passing, I, oh, I was trying to figure out... Because it's such a fucking confusing name. Trying to figure out the name was so I could start listening to it. And at one point on the Wikipedia, someone had written this synopsis that, yeah, Oxymlody is a... Well, so it could be fake. Well, no, we're getting there, though. Okay. Because I was like... That's the first. It's like, is this magical drug that makes you fall asleep for three months and have sex on the backs of unicorns? That's what it was... Factual. Termed. First, I was like, sign me up. 
And then as I'm listening, and it uh, will actually review the album a second. Were you having sex with a woman on the unicorn, or is it unis? I think you're having, like, if you made a little dog out of snow and poked a hole in its butthole. <laughs> no, I believe it's, it's sex with whoever you like. If you're into women, into men, into trans people, yeah. you know, we're not all heterosis normative here. Yeah, Non-binary square. <laughs> um, but um, that's that synopsis, which I began to suspect was fake. Androids. Androids. Hey, you know, if you have sex with an android, yeah. uh, the world will end. Yes. Because that's all you'll do is have sex with androids. What if my name's Yar? Tashi Yar. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> see, ahead, they had to kill her because she was just data sex hungry. Well, that's sorry. the last episode. <laughs> so that little synopsis about the unicorns and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's from a Rolling Stone in her uh, review. And ultimately, that is from Wayne talking about the okay. album. So how is it? How's the album? You asking me? I'm asking myself. Okay. Because I listened to it. I didn't listen to all of it. Well, yeah, I didn't. Well, you didn't need to listen to all of it. No, I, I did. I actually, I really like the album. It's very, so it's a very surreal, off kilter, like electro dream psychedelica pop mm-hmm. album. Uh, Wayne said they were inspired by Sid Barrett, really, and psychedelic rapper ASAP. Like, I know, shocker, right? Is Flaming Lips ever been like, hmm, let's not do an album that involves something with Pink Floyd? Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Like I said, it's very surreal. It's very minimalist. No, I agree. Like, minimalist to the point that... It's a little more electro than I was thinking. Very electro. Yeah, a lot more electro. Um, like I said, minimalist to the point where midway through in the song Galaxy I Sink, uh, a guitar kicks in, and it is jarring because it is so No, I different. hear you. I was fast-forwarding it through. I'm like, yeah. okay... I listened to the first couple minutes. I'm like, let me rush it. And I'm like, what is this? I had to go all the way back. I ended up listening to the whole song. And I was like, wow, this yeah, is Yeah, because it's a cool. guitar and then it goes into a symphonic. Yeah, yeah. And the song, like I said, very surreal. Um, it's like you're tripping on drugs. It really is. It's like you're in a, a hallucinogenic, like, fuge state. All the lyrics are, so, like, are very disconnected. And most of them have a very, like, an undertone of sadness to them. There's, like, sort of a very... I can see that. Subtle melancholy to most of them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought the album... I, anyway, I, I have to be into Flaming Lips. Yeah. I don't... I don't... Never would hate... I would never say I hate them or anything like that. I just mm-hmm. really have to be in the mood for it. Like, the songs I like, I really like. Other songs, I'm just... Mm-hmm. You could give it or take. Yeah. Like, give or take, in my opinion. But I have to be definitely in the mood. I can't be like, you know what? I'm going to throw on some Flaming Lips. Yeah. Yeah, well, I agree, too. Oh, anyway, yeah, to say... So, like, it's very surreal, dreamy. It's like... It was like fun with a sense of... We'll call it sour grapes you'll get like you'll like lyrics like this will pop up this one specifically from listening to frogs with demon eyes um have you ever seen someone die in the summertime yeah. and there's there's a sunrise where it's like something like like dead like young love and the album seems to be at least on a figurative level about either mourning love or your lost childhood or maybe your mortality in general because it's like you're just looking to ride on that unicorn yeah so it's like we're having this wacky fun time but really like you know it's going to be time to pay the piper and we're not really having fun we're just sort of trying to numb ourselves mm-hmm. it's a saucer full of secrets it's a saucer full of secrets oh my gumma jamie oh my gumma <laughs> what were the standout songs the one that comes to mind is there should be unicorns yeah which is very much like a say checklist Mm-hmm. Of what we want in our drug trip. I like the Galaxy song. Galaxy I Sink yeah, is really good. good. So that one, Galaxy I Sink, 
which starts is this very distant monotone off kilter like I saw the hole in the sky. Well, I'm just gonna play it under here, so I'm not gonna yeah. do it. And that's the one that breaks out to this guitar. That's really bizarre. Yeah. It's like it's like if you're sort of floating in blackness. Yeah. Um, How, which is the the first song, is like this weird overture. Like that was the one that's sort of like lamenting, like we have all the stuff, but it doesn't do us any good. There's a lot of like there. very big gradual build up, and then kind of, but you're expecting this explosion, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like. No, we're just gonna chill out. That's about two uh, special appearances. Uh One by Reggie Watts, Mm -hmm. who is the at the end of There Will Be Unicorns, who basically reiterates everything. Like, there should be unicorns, and whatever we give them, they'll shit everywhere. The last song, Miley Cyrus. Yes, I did hear about that. Of course, uh, Flaming Lips did a album with Miley Cyrus. I enjoyed it. I think, because of my second song selection this week... It was the perfect week for this song, and I'll elaborate that when I review the second album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part, you have to be in the mood into it. Um, but it's very good, kind of like, oh, I'm going to pay attention for one, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to come back. Yeah. Flaming Lips. The Flips, as we call them. I guess the next thing I will do is a single yeah. by Power Bottom, Big Beautiful Day. Hmm. Uh, single off their upcoming album that's coming out in May, Pageant. And Power Bottom are from New York. Um, and their debut album was out in 2015. I didn't write down what it was called. <laughs> anyway, Power Bottom. <coughs> Post-punk, alt-rock, queercore. I think I like stumbled upon this band from Bandcamp. I love it. It's fun, catchy. Song about being yourself. It's kind of like, fuck everybody. Like it puts you down. I, I just thought it was really fun, very uplifting. I really liked it. It was a very... Uh... Early '90s reminiscent, yes, like a yeah. Dandy Warhols or something like that. Yeah, I put reminds me a little bit of the of a little early REM and early college rock bands mm. in the late '80s, early '90s. But I, I thought like there's not too much I could say about it. Yeah, definitely check it out. I just think it's um, catchy, fun, um, and it just has a really good. I'm message. excited for the album to come. Yeah, out. yeah. I'm I didn't pre-order it, but I'm really thinking about getting the mm. vinyl, but um, the record. Mm. But it was good. I like the like curse that motherfucker mm. who like put you down and just. You know, screw them for hmm. thinking you're better for you being different or blah, blah, blah. Right. I, I thought it was good. It was very good. So Power Bottom. Power Bottom. I don't mean to, you know, just graze quickly oh. over it, but they're, they're fun. I'm oh, really looking forward to the album. That's okay. I'm going to do the same thing, too, because I'm also going to talk about a single for my second song. All right. Driven, no doubt, by the the Trash South Street audience, uh, the Coat Hangers were inspired to release a single, mm-hmm. a completely new single uh, earlier this yeah, week. Yeah, they called me and they were like... With their southern accents. Yeah. Hey, y'all. You want hey, some sweet tea? Hey, y'all. I heard... I, would you like some walking petunias? We're going to do a new single for Lou Sessa. So, the only thing it says... The song is... It's Parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if... You probably didn't listen to it because I don't think I told you about no, it. No, you I said you were it. thinking about it. I was... We'll listen to it later. It's yeah. um, very X-ray specs. Okay. That's the only thing I'll say. Uh, that and... When I initially saw they released something... I actually got emailed like by Suicide Squeeze because I'm on their mailing mm-hmm. list. They were like, I was like, that's weird. They just released this album and a week later they're releasing a new song. I was like, no, they didn't. They released the album last April. Yeah. That's that. The coat Hangers. Coat Hangers. So did they say when the new album's going to be out? Or? No, they didn't say no, anything. Just I think. the single. Yeah. For me, I had a rush. I literally just listened to this whole album yesterday. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to have the greatest review. I never do have the greatest reviews because mm-hmm. I'm just not good at reviews because I don't really care that much for us being a review show. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, for, <laughs> for, for a podcast like, I don't need, I don't need music. like Uber information. Just like tell me what they sound like and give me a little bit. That's yeah. that's my half-ass way of reviewing shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Piss Jeans from yeah. Allentown. Well, they're probably in Philly now. but Filler. Uh, why Love Now? Literally, um, I, I pre-ordered the record, so I got the record earlier, I think uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and it has a download code, okay? Put the download code, not available till Friday. I was like, Ooh. are you kidding me? I'm dumb. Sub Pop Records. Thank you, Sub Pop Records. And I like it. It is Piss Jeans' fifth studio album. Piss Jeans, I've talked about before, post-punk, noise, indie rock band. Mm. Um... This album, I, I, I did a little homework because I didn't have too much time to listen to it. Yeah. So I, I did see a Rolling Stone interview, so, um, which I'm glad I did because I didn't, I, I didn't pay too much attention to the lyrics. I listened to it actually three times today, but I wasn't sure if I could have that much time. So anyway, they had an interview with the, the lead singer, and he was saying how this was very much an album based on white American masculinity. And then I found out that it was co-produced by Lydia Lunch. Lydia Lunch. Which I, I am a fan of Lydia Lunch. She's very kind of abrasive and crazy. Um, not crazy. She's very feminist. <laughs> and mm-hmm. feminist. I've read a bunch of her books. They're not for the faint of heart. Yes. Um, but Lydia Lunch is definitely uh, someone interesting. Um, also, one novelist, Lindsay Hunt, also contributed to the album as well. So anyway... The album starts off, oh, I forget the name of the damn song, but anyway, it's kind of a typical weird piss jeans, like just kind of talking, a little spoken mm-hmm. word, um, waiting on my horrible warning is what it's called. It's slow, weird, as I said, spoken word, and then um, it goes on for a few minutes, and then it goes right into the catchy, the bar is low, which that we've talked about that single before. And, which is kind of cool, because Piss Jeans always does, like, a couple just weird songs, and I think they put it in the beginning, and it, it kind of made it flow a little better, having that song in the beginning. And The Bar is Low, I didn't realize, was um, kind of a, a male predator song. Yeah. About, like, how male predators oh. avoid trouble by, the, like, like getting in trouble by mm-hmm. just being, like, well, I'm, like, just low standards of women, which yeah. I, I really didn't even pick up on mm. that, or think too much about it. Yeah. I'm going to change out this water bottle. Yeah, well, I'm going to get to that. There's also a song called Cold Whip Cream, and it's about the craving of anal play, apparently. This is from Uh, this Rolling Stone interview. Like I told you, I didn't really get a chance to look at lyrics. I was like, okay. Or listen to the song, and I was trying to pay a little more attention to lyrics. I'm like, okay, there's some Mm -hmm. like indication of that. Then there's Ignore Cam, and that's about men who are into women's disinterest in them. Ooh. And it's a good song, very noise. The one thing about this album, as I said, it, there's not a lot of like really weird stuff going on. It's just straight kind of noise. It's a little, it's more hey, listenable than some of their other stuff. Like, it's more accessible. Yes, yes. You're not going to be you like, dude, this is too weird. I'm going to shut it off. Uh, and my favorite song, I'm a man. <laughs> it's not even a song. It is actually spoken word by that novelist Lindsay Hunter. And it's pretty much her version of a scumbag dude pining on some woman at all. It is, yeah. it is like truly just like I said the part that really got me when he's like I'm going to change the water cooler and sp- spill three drops on your crotch and then wipe it off with the finger and he's like, like no my, I'm with the muscle in my mouth my tongue, tongue? yeah <laughs> it reminds me of that it's a 
It was like that uh, Sherry O'Terry yeah. like innuendo. You ever hear of an innuendo? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's done because it's a wo- it's a woman that's actually reading it. Oh really? And mm. it's uh, that what I figure it's that that novelist. It's what I, I read. If I'm wrong, sorry, mm-hmm. but um, it's just kind of amazing. And it's just like this scumbag piece of shit dude, just as I could imagine some people that you've come across in your life, ladies. But it's good. It, the whole album, I think it's a solid release. It's more catchy and listenable than previous albums. That's what I've been trying to say. Yeah. I like it. Another thing I've read, too, in that Rolling Stone interview, they played a concert in Philly a few years ago. And you know how like, you can go on Facebook, and it'll be like, who's interested in going? Who's going? Like, they have those things. Yeah. Well, they went and researched everyone that said they were going, and they had, like, a screen in the back, and they just started posting pictures of people from Ooh. Facebook pictures, and they'd be like, look at my flyer shirt. <laughs> like, it's it wasn't, yeah. and they weren't being, like, assholes, but they were just, like, just showing pictures mm-hmm. of people where people were terrified, but at the same time wanted to see their picture up there. Yeah. It's just kind of cool. That would creep me out a <laughs> yeah, little bit. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. You gotta watch what you put on the, the Facebook. I was like, why is there, why is there a gray cat? <laughs> Looking Look at bored. me, my kitty cat. I mean, that's like ninety percent of my pictures anymore. <laughs> but or yet, toilets. Yes, that's true. Hmm. The places you'll go, Lucius. I like to take pictures of toilets <laughs> in different locations. Anyway. So, Piss Jeans, their yes. new album is very good. It might even be a good jumping point for people. It's not like mm. for everybody, but it, it's good. I mm. like it. I'm excited to see them in a few weeks. Mm. Piss Jeans. Which brings us to. Crystal Fairy. Yes. An album I feel like I've been waiting forever to come out. Mm-hmm. Crystal Fairy, briefly, uh, Terry Genderbender of La Butcherette, Oscar or Omar Rodriguez-Lopez mm-hmm. of various bands, and two guys, Buzz Osborne and someone else. Melvins. Is it the Melvins? I thought that it was the Mel- one of the dudes from the Melvins. I don't remember. Well, it doesn't matter, anyway. So the album... I'm listening. ...is Crystal Fairy... Way back at some point in the past, I reviewed Drugs on the Bus. Yes. It's a great song. Um, great song. And the rest of the album came out Friday. Mm-hmm. This also marks the first podcast this year I've done songs in 2017. Melvins. <laughs> and at the drive-in is Omar Rodriguez. He was also in Mars Volta. He's been a lot. Yeah. Well, I and he's played bass on the first Butcherette's album, and I think he produced them, stuff, yeah. and they have a project together, Bosnia and Rainbows, and you get the impression that it's this group of friends who just like playing on all each other's stuff, because yeah, I agree. she did a cover of Bikini Kill's Rebel Girl, mm-hmm. which I believe I talked about, and now they're all together doing Crystal Fairy. Yeah, they're doing the Crystal Fairy, man. Here. Pass me some Crystal Fairy. This is uh, Crystal Fairy. That's not what it's about. Oh, okay. There's a song, Crystal Fairy. What about on the bus? <laughs> I think there are drugs on there, so There's you better be careful. Fairies. So the album, um, we talked about not quite as heavy mm-hmm. or quite as, as like what we expected. It's very heavy. It's a... The first few songs, like Drugs on the Bus, the first... The first drugs first, on the Bus. The first three songs is what I almost expected from hearing mm-hmm. Drugs on the Bus and then it... It's your review. It takes a little turn, I thought. Not major. It does take a turn, yeah. Um, General impressions. It's a it's a musically dense album. It's like actually they took all the notes that would have been in uh, Oxym Lodi and and pushed them over to this album. It's low tuned, so it's a very aggressive, almost sharp, glaring. Yeah, I can see that. Um, sound in a good way. It's like unfiltered sunlight or. Or cheap orange juice. There's just like a weird edge to it. Yeah. And even the slower songs cheap have it. orange juice. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of a, like acidic orange juice. Yeah. 
it's like if I was a, I'm like a sommelier for music. Oh, uh, yeah. And I said notes of cheap orange juice and old tennis shoe mm-hmm. and mud and, and snow dog hiney. Snow dog hiney and a little um, salty, saltine. Mm. So anyway, aggressive, dense, low-tuned. It's the, the sound is, overall, it's heavy. Yeah. Um, if the if the songs aren't necessarily heavy. Uh, you have stuff like Chiser, which is fast and aggressive. Then you have a few things that... To say ballady is misleading, because I don't think we have any straight-up ballads. No, there's some slower songs. There are a few slower songs, but even those have that same. Yeah. The sinister guitar riff of... Drugs on the Bus doesn't necessarily return, but yeah, overall it's a very good album. Um, a few of my favorite songs would be Chiseler. I like Chiseler. This is the first one, which is, it moves, it's a yeah. mover, it's a shaker. Moth Tongue, which I love to death, that would be sort of... That, that kind of goes where I said it kind of changes up a little bit to like a little stoner, more stoner rock. A little stoner, this was my thought, it is very much... Terry Genderbender's Ball and Chain, because she's doing Janis Joplin. Yeah, I, oh yeah. A lot of these songs confirm my, my sort of previous theory that she's essentially from the Elvis Presley school by way of Glenn Danzig, I think, <laughs> no, I can see vocally. That. Yeah, what about that? Was it Possession? It Possession. That she's like, spe- is she, I guess, singing in French or something? She's singing in French. I don't, I Secret talk. Agent Red, she's singing in Spanish. Okay. Which I, I also love it. I'm a sucker. For some reason, when people sing in other languages, really? I don't know what it is. It's a turnoff. It's me. girls. Well, you know, you you hate women, and I love women. <laughs> I, I guess. Hate women. So I don't know. It sounds like you just said. I just uh, I'd like to know what they're saying. Yeah. So <laughs> if you were a Spanish, you would feel that. I way. am Spanish. Spanish. <laughs> so very good, very solid performances. These these stand out is Terry's lyrics, her singing, and her words. She very much comes across. <laughs> <coughs> oh man, sorry, Crack Rock went down the wrong uh, hole. tube hole, yeah. <laughs> she does like like the Oracle of Delphi, just inhaling these fumes and spouting semi-nonsensical lyrics, sort of like how Julie Christmas does it sometimes. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that. I did like that Vampire Christmas. Actually. Yeah, Vampire Christmas. Cool. But over, yeah, I really liked, I think, every song on... Crystal Fairy, actually, the second part of Crystal Fairy, I was not a big fan of. She's like, hey, Crystal... You want a cigarette? Yeah. And I think that's about, like, being a teenager in the bathroom, just hanging out. I guess. But, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I thought it was good. I, I will buy it. I did buy it. Yeah. You don't have to buy it again. I had to listen to Piss Jeans all day today. Yeah. I would love <laughs> it. a shitty review. Yeah. Aw, it was all right, review. <laughs> I would love it if they tour. I think they're actually opening yeah, for the Melvins, which makes it weird because two oh. of the Melvins, yeah. I would see them if they tour. Uh, fun fact, mm-hmm. uh, Terry Genderbender. I watched several interviews with Terry today. Yeah. And they told you one. She so she's from Guadalajara ultimately. Yes. By way of Denver, she has a, a Spanish accent or a Hispanic accent, Mexican more specifically. Mm-hmm. But it's just a little surprising when some. It's sort of like when the first time I ever heard Shirley Manson speak, and she has <laughs> a she had a Scottish accent, so I think you could not understand yeah. her. The other thing is she talks about. The thing that got her singing, the thing that inspired her to singing, is uh, Spice Girls. Really? And she's a really big Spice Girls fan. What's her favorite Spice Girls? She didn't say her favorite, but she said, oh, um, was it, if you want to be, is her Wanna favorite. Want to be, I think it's like, ah. And she talks about like being 11 years old and singing in the shower, and that's when she starts getting the singing. And, that's cool. And yeah, Crystal Fairy. Yeah, it was good. I like it. Mm. Good stuff. 
female-fronted bands. That makes no sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, I our... guess a few of you might want to talk about this. Uh... Yeah, the we our topic this week was favorite slash best female-fronted bands. Mm-hmm. We had an awesomely a large response. Um, want to start uh, spouting some names off? Crapper. Yes. I didn't write them down because literally there was too many, which is great. I had like 70 comments on my... Yeah, I had... Uh, on mine, I had a lot of comments, and then Trash South Street had a fair amount yeah, of comments. Yeah, we had a fair amount of comments. I'm just going to... Sorry. Just going to shout out some names, and then we'll... Mark Zimmerman, Punch slash, slash Super Unison, The Muffs, and L7. Mm. Kevin Gauch, Muffs, Distillers, Fleetwood Mac. Dave Ferrito, L7, Sonic Youth, Be Your Own Pet. Yes, I count Sonic Youth. Well, I have. I'll comment on that in mine. John Troy, who I'm not sure who it is. Queen, Wham, and Go-Go's. Yeah, I ignored that. (laughs) A few people made fun of little jokes, and I ignored them. Your bro, Matthew. Yeah. Screaming Females. Shocker. The Breeders. Shocker. And he was just like, yeah, the Distillers. Yeah, he said distillers. He's like, we're. My, I had like my front two, and then I was kind of like, eh, my third one. I'm, I really like, but I, and then it was kind of. I'll say, I'm, I'm kind of surprised how many people went for the distillers actually. I, I put Brody Doll, Dolly, yeah. or whatever you ever say, because I like the spinner mm-hmm. ads. Like I like a lot of her. Yeah. Anyway, let me keep going. Dave yes. Mooney, Garbage Kitty, Sleigh Bells, Jason Schaefer, Verusas, Cocteau Twins, Suji and the Banshees, and Lush. Surprised more people did not say Susie and the Banshees. Peekaboo, <laughs> I think it'll be with some butthead. Jake Martinez, Joan Jett, and in this moment, mm. do you want to read off yours? Do you have yours? Yeah, I'm gonna read. Okay, I'm just gonna go names and make a couple of comments because I fuck these people. Not really. Ooh. But all right. So April, Annie Ryan, Justin, who I'm gonna make comment. Um. Mentioned the sugar cubes, mm-hmm. and I was like this. Me too. And I completely forgot that. Yeah, the sugar cubes. Uh, both both Crawley's and Alex. That that sound could could yeah. have been your nether regions. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Sean and her his and Mary Sean McManus mm-hmm. and Mary Brickthrower. My cousins, uh, Steve, Jamie, Carrie, Kyle, not my cousin, Krista. JD and Shar Shar, uh-huh. who was ahead of the game with um, mentioning Blondie and Joan Jett and No Doubt. Mm-hmm. And Alan, the A Dog, gets a special mention because he mentioned someone I love personally Sharon Jones and the oh, Daptones. Yeah. Yes. The late, great Sharon Jones. That's what you got? That's what I got. Um... And a whole bunch of other people, I think, at the last minute, but I didn't write them down. So. Vince Blando, Joan Jett, The Interrupters, The Selector. And he said, Oh man, Tegan and Sarah. Oh shit, sleigh bells. Sean Hill. Sipakara, Yaz, and Abba. Like, I'll say, I gl- guess uh, Glenn didn't comment on this one because I didn't see any other Abbas. He might have said Lady Hawk too, but I wouldn't I wouldn't really count Lady Hawk, to mm. be honest. It's a singer songwriter. Oh, yeah. No, like Katy Perry, Britney Spears, I don't consider Yeah, I don't count them as yeah. it's just that's whatever. Joey O, garbage. Mm-hmm. Against me. Yes. Yes. Tegan and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Jameson. Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks is a goddess. I said yes. 
Plasmatics, Bill Scudda, James had also said, no doubt, in the Cranberries. Andy Sherlock, Walls of Jericho, J.D. Kareko, Fantagram. Fantagram. Yes, Fantagram, The Creep Show, and The Distillers. Sherlock, Flee the Scene again. Bill Scudder said Ike and Tina. I said, yeah, I, I agree. Say, yeah, yeah. Nick Crowley, Bjork, Best Coast, Tokyo Hotel. Cy mm. Rush, Garbage, Hailstorm, Chelsea Reed, and The Fair... Weather 5. Mm. Velma Hernandez, the Svitlana, Mad Marge, and the Stonecutters, the Soviets, and Combat Crisis. Mm. Alicia's band. Yeah. Jared Moore, Slater Kinney, Portishead, Sibo Mato. Yes, so yes. I commented. Grim Noir, Scandal, which I forgot about. Yeah. Garbage, Hailstorm, the Interrupters, and Churches. Lisa said Blondie, Joan Jett, and the Pretenders. Go-Go, Vixen, and... Orcus Band. Mm. And the Runaways. Little Runaway. <laughs> Red Top Tony. Vixen, Salt and Pepper. Warlock, uh, Warlock slash Dorup Peach. Rich. Garbage Warlock. The Plasmatics. Bikini Kill. The Breeders. And River? Reviver? I've always never known how to say it. I've yeah. listened to the band. I'm mm-hmm. old school. Old. Gina Metz, Kathleen Hanna is the best, or is tits, which I agree. She's yeah. pretty rad. Dave Mooney, we already said. Jenkinson, I called him a woman hater because he said he didn't have any female vocalists. And then he said, how about Zero Seven? I said, eh, it works. Mark Sakers talked about thievery corporization with uh, Lulu singing. Earl Gardner, The Carpenters, Captain Tennille, and Abba. Alex Crowley, Lady Tron, Best Coast, and Always... Paul Jackson, Pretty Girls Make Graves, Lunachicks, Dresden Dolls. Um, Dresden Dolls. What was that one band's? AFP. And, uh, yeah, well, it's Amanda Palmer, uh, yeah. but she's Amanda fucking Palmer. And then Dave Mooney also said St. Vincent and Dum Dum Girls. Mm. Dave Mather, Slater Kinney, Stereolab, and Portishead. Chris Bradley, Pet, La Luna, Cardigans. I'm surprised Tom didn't say the Cardigans. He didn't really answer yeah, it, he though. Did. He had. Margaret McAllister, Blonde Redhead, Susie and the Banshees, The Raincoats. Mm. Alexander, L7, Joan Jett, Mazzy Star. Jake Hentz, Bloodline Calligraphy. I wrestled a bear once. Kenosha, mm. Letters to Cleo. I was thinking of you and your first concert. Yeah. St. Ferris, yeah, 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 The Sounds, McAllister. I forgot about The Sounds. I know, a lot of people did. Yeah. Uh, sneaker Pimps. Which I didn't, didn't realize the singer pips were big enough that anyone would care. <laughs> I sure don't. Huster, Lita Ford, totally agree. The mm. Donuts, the Donnas. Steven, with a P, Rodia, Josie, and the Pussycats. Thank God. <laughs> Kevin Bates, Hanson. Yeah. Kiss, no, and Heart. Josh Kamali, Bikini Kill, Tilt, X-Ray Specs. Monica Kraft, X-Ray Specs, Runaways, Shangri-Las, Bob Nelson, Evanescence, Hailstorm, and Katy Perry, which we said we're not... And and Evanescence... uh, No, I'm fine with that. I'm not. Not, I'm not a fan, but... I mean, it's allowed. I just... (laughs) And after that, it was three minutes of people. Um, All right, so how did they break down? How did they break down there, Lewis? Well... We took a a poll, which is probably wrong. I tabulated. It's it's mostly right. It's right enough. One, two, three, four, five. Top three. Well, I'm going to start. I was going to go from the bottom up. So, okay. tied for fifth place, Bjork, mm-hmm. by way of the Sugar Cubes, the Breeders, 
Breast Coast. Best Coast. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, um, the Breast Coast. Best Coast. Sleigh Bells. Uh, Chiba Mato, who I told you is like a Portishead style band in mm. L7. Okay. In four. Yes. The Distillers, Hailstorm, who I've never really listened to. And I've no never doubt. listened to them. Yeah. Uh, no Doubt. No Donut. <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's good enough. Um, I'll say whether No Doubt is the best female front of band remains to be seen, but I would say Gwen Stefani is the quintessential front woman. I'm surprised No Doubt was not uh, higher. I thought at one point in the early running it was yeah. going to be. Um, as we get into three, Blondie. That's a criminal that that's not higher. Yeah. Uh, Heart and Fleetwood Mac. I, you know what? I'm fine with that. That's. They're not net. Yeah. Sorry. Second place, Joan Jett. Yes. Yeah. It's good. I like Joan Jett. I'm solid. And then. A bit shocking to me. Yeah, I agree. In a good way. I think it's people because people... Well, I, have, I think I know why. But. They're like, ah, Lou and Jamie, like garbage. I was like, yes, number one is garbage. Yeah, I don't know if the garbage band. would be number one on people's lists, but it was on people's lists. A lot of people's lists. So, we can... Let's briefly... Here's what I think about garbage. I think... They're my number two. So, garbage is... Essentially, like, garbage would be, for all intents and purposes, I don't say the blondie of our generation, but if you're going by... the pretenders of our generation. But I was going to say, if you're, if you're going by people assuming our audience is roughly in our age group, or at least people who answer are roughly in our age group, yeah. then they would sort of, they would be, Shirley Manson would be a very prominent 90s figure. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like someone like Blondie who might be a bit removed at well, this point. Well, if you point. think about it, okay, if Pretenders and Blondie, you have a bunch of like the new wave. You can almost say Garbage is like the Pretenders because they, they had their hits. Mm. But I would say No Doubt's more like Blondie. Would you? Not, not, not stylistically, but just like their career-wise. Because mm-hmm. I thought No Doubt was a lot a, a lot huger than Garbage. It definitely it was, yeah. And that's I thought Blondie was a lot bigger than Pretenders. Like they Blondie had yeah. so much more... MTV play, mm-hmm. other than Brass and Pocket. Like, you never saw, like, Tattooed well, Boys like, or Precious or anything like that. Yeah. Like, you had Chain Gang, stuff like mm-hmm. that for Pretenders, but just something I'm thinking I mean, also, like, Shirley Manson would be the first to point out that both Blondie and uh, Chrissy Hind are oh, yeah. big influence She's a big Susie Sue fan, too. Yes. So, before we continue, we'll give Jenks a yeah. chance to rebut his woman-hating tendencies. Yes, you woman-hater Jenksy. And here it goes. Greetings and salutations. It's been a while. Um, yeah, uh, just been busy at work, so I haven't had a chance to contribute for the last couple of weeks. So, thought I'd dig in this week, um, after my contentious post on Facebook, where I actually don't think I have any bands with, um, female singers on my iPod. Um, to be honest with you, I don't think they do anything for me. I know that's going to be contentious, but... I still have to pick some, you know, some things, so, uh, you know, to to go in my three, so, um, let's start with, uh, Blondie, Debbie Harry, right? To an eight-year-old, she didn't look like the mums that I saw outside school when I was getting picked up, um, and, uh, that was the first time I felt that little tingle, you know the one? Yep. So, uh, yeah, that was... That was kind of my introduction into women that weren't my friend's meters. Um, and uh, 
I recently found um, the poster that came with one of the albums, um, which had a t-shirt and said Andy Warhol is bad, and I was fixated with that poster um, when we had it in the house when I was growing up. Um, so yeah, there we go, number one. Number two, um, really wasn't a fan of the band, but I got a bit of a soft spot for Bjork, which is kind of experimental music-wise. And I've got pretty much most of her albums, uh, including some of the live box sets and stuff. Took the missus to go see her at Shepherd's Bush Empire in London um, when she was over one time. And uh, yeah, I mean, got what you want. Yeah, yeah, got what you expected. You know, she was particularly Bjorky. Um, came on in a tutu, prancing around like some kind of, she was in some kind of swan leak in her head. She had uh, eight string instrumentalists behind her and then she sang nothing that anybody knew which was a little bit bizarre but um especially you know getting the tickets off the equivalent of stubbub in the back in those days um so that just leads us to the third one um and my wife wouldn't forgive me if i didn't include this one my wife is the biggest tori amos fan and buys every friggin bootleg and every release of every album, she has to have physical copies of it, and all the box sets, and the books, and she goes to see her two or three times on every tour. Um, and I've seen her a bunch of times with the wife as well. Um, now, you might say, well, she's a solo artist, but actually back in the day before she was famous, she was in a band, she fronted a band called Why Can't Harry Reid, and she still does one or two of those songs um, on, on, on her tours now. Um, I mean, you've got to give give her props for being talented because I mean she sits there straddling the stool and play in high heels and plays two pianos that that can't be sniffed at really um, as for the music yeah, some of it's alright um, but uh, I, I know the wife wouldn't forgive me if I didn't give her a plug uh, when I have to pick three female vocalists so there you go um, right that's it I'm off for the pint now see you later Right. Man, you can't say that on a podcast. I know. Watch probably. your dirty, dirty mouth. So, Jamie, who do you have? I kind of just have a top three, but then I have like other people. I, I was kind of trying to do a top, top ten. There are some bands I'm surprised people didn't talk about at all. Yeah, like who? I would say the Eurythmics. The Eurythmics, yeah, I was no actually surprised the Eurythmics. B-52s. We talked about that, yeah. Yeah. Although, like you would say, um, what's his face? Fred Schneider. I was going to say Fred Norris, that's bad. Is the front runner, or the front man, but I would say, that, you know, you have two other women's mm-hmm. lead singers. Um, any other people you think should have been added that you could think of? I uh, have more. Up until to... the moment Hart got added, because yeah. Hart didn't appear on any lists until fairly late in the game. No Bengals. The Bengals did not appear. Uh, Go-Go's were underrepresented. Same with the yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, I thought Sonic Youth wasn't up there as high. So here's... I, I have a comment on a couple of the bands, but... Tears for Fears. Isn't that Amy Mann? Was it? Amy Mann was in one of those bands. Amy Mann... Not in Tears for Fears, I don't think. She was. She was in Till Tuesday, maybe. Oh, Till Tuesday. I'm sorry. So actually... Till Tuesday, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. Till Tuesday was her... And then she just became Amy No one Man. said The Metric. I'm not into The Metric. Yeah. No one said Paramore. Never... In, I wasn't Paramore's into that band. pretty big. But no one said any of that. Horror Pops. Horror no pops. one said anything. Yeah. I forget her name, but the, the lady from The Kills and Discount and all those bands, mm-hmm. never mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, also, The Knife. I don't know if you're listening no, to The Knife. No, I don't knife. know The Knife. Lords of Acid. 
Ooh, Lord of Acid, yeah. No, it didn't come up. I did get a salt and pepper on mine. Yes. Julie Christmas and all her never came up. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Well, we can... Go-Go's underrepresented, I thought. And those darlings. No one Mm. said anything about those darlings. Not that they're real big, but I I think Mm. they're fun. Thoughts, Lou, before I get into my stuff? The first one be the one I struggle with is Sonic Youth. Because I would say, while there's certainly a generation, if not multiple generations, of women in bands who play bass, Mm -hmm. specifically because of Kim Gordon... And yeah. Sonic Youth as a whole was so influential because it was sort of one of those pre-alt-rock bands. I agree. It's like Kim Gordon um, and Thurston Moore. But that's opinion. the thing is I don't know that Kim Gordon is the front woman. I, I don't think of Sonic Youth without Kim Gordon. Well, I don't either, but it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, do you consider Xene to be the front person of X? Or? I have her down as one of my top. Mm. I, don't, I wouldn't say she's a front, but she's... Um. Slater Kinney is weird. I'm a big Slater Kinney fan. That's something I'm going to talk about with my brother when we... Um, a special bonus mm-hmm. episode on Slater Kenny in the near future and the weird mystery of the playlist. Um, I think that's all the comments I have there. Um, a lot of them I feel like, like certainly Fleetwood Mac. My theory on garbage I just stated. What, what would be your close to top 10 or whatever? Well, I have a few honorable mentions because I don't think they're there yet. The first and most obvious one would be Terry mm-hmm. of uh, La Butcherettes and uh, several other bands. I don't know from interviews if she sort of wants to be a front woman. I think, like I said, I think she's just a very talented person mm-hmm. who has a equally talented group of friends and they all like making music with each other. Yeah. And that might be enough for her. Might not. I don't know. Julie Christmas, I feel like, is sort of in a similar boat in that she wants to be a lyricist and a singer but doesn't want to necessarily be engaged in other aspects of music. Mm-hmm. And sort of actually to pick a male counterpart part, Maynard James Keenan of Tool, like waits for the rest of the band to write all the music and then he writes the lyrics to the music. As opposed to you know, some people yeah. might have a more active hand in that. I'd like to see someone from Gurr. I'd hope Gurr gets bigger to have someone in Gurr be, to say this person is a front woman. And I think that unfortunately there are like a million bands that I like that are all female fronted. Yeah. If there's anyone who's going to maybe who is a front woman and sort of has the potential like to have that stage, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Sadie Duplis of Speedy Ortiz. Oh, I forgot. I was going to say no one said Speedy Ortiz. I was a little surprised. Yeah. That. And I thought, and I think I thought it's, of you. I I don't know if it's because they like Speedy Ortiz doesn't have enough music presence yet. I mean, she's certainly the front woman of the band. Yeah. But I thought it might get a, a slight mention. I honestly meant to write it down. I yeah. kept writing little things, notes down. And like I said, Eurythmics, I was very surprised no one mentioned the Eurythmics. Yeah. I guess maybe because they were done fairly early in the year. Yeah, but Annie Lennox had a great solo career, yeah. too. And then Dave Stewart wrote comic books. Mm. Did he? Yeah. Mm. So do you have a, any, a top? or? I'm going to do it off the top of my head, but you go first. Um, I kind of have. I said I have a set one and two and maybe three. Right. But I, I kind of have a top ten. For my 10th, and if I go over 11, it's because I can't count correctly. I'm going to put, I'm just going to say Kathleen Hanna. Right. I love La Tigre. I was never a Bikini Kill fan. I like the Julie Ruin. I just think she's very important to music. Yeah. So I'm just going to put her as my mm-hmm. 10. And I love La Tigre. Yeah. Number nine. This is really in no such order. Um, I'm going to have to go with X. X, all right. Um, as you said, like, is Xene the front woman? Is she not? Mm. But during that time, there wasn't like a ton of straight up like punk rock. You know, you have, no one said Patti Smith either. Yeah. You know, she shared vocals with John mm-hmm. Doe. 
But I find, I, I'll put X up there. Number eight, Lady Tron. Because I really like Lady Tron. I'm a big Lady Tron fan. I think they're awesome. Seven, Sugar Cubes. Yes, all right. Bjork, as we know, Bjork had a fantastic solo career. Mm-hmm. But, she, like, I love Sugar Cubes. The sugar and, Cubes are great. And, you know, she does share vocals, mm-hmm. too. But, you know, young Bjork, awesome. Love the Sugar Cubes. One of my six pretenders, mm-hmm. I would say. And then five, no doubt. I'm missing something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So five, no doubt. Then I would say maybe four, Portishead. And then the head Cody's two, Garbage, number one, Blondie. Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry Blondie. and Blondie, yeah. yes. Forgot about Portishead. All right. So. I would put C in it. Like, because when, when Jenkinson started talking about, like, 07, I'm like, fucking Sia. Like, mm. I love. But I'm not, I'm not going there. So go ahead, Lewis. All right, so... Off the top of your head. Absolutely Joan Jett. Um, she was on my list. Both as, you know... But she's a quintessential... Essential. She's sort of a rock icon at this point. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. And of course, you know, The Runaways. Yeah. And she was played by uh, Kristen, Kristen Stewart, Stewart in that movie. Which and, it could have been like a wet noodle. Yeah, but the thing about Solo to go for the did Like, you watch like Kristen Stewart now and like the, the solo, like the indie shit she does. Yeah. She's like a really good actress. She's a crazy... Maybe when she came out... During Joan Jett. She's like, I kind of like this. <laughs> and then when she was doing drugs with uh, Dakota Fanning in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Dakota Fanning. I don't remember. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so definitely Joan Jett is a quintessential front woman. Mm-hmm. Blondie. Gotta give it to Blondie. Um, ridiculous because... I think when Blondie dies... So, gonna be, so there's so, gonna be a lot of Blondie fans crawling out of the. Well, that's bars. the thing. One, there's gonna be a lot of fake Blondie fans, but just like how when like we'll say male rockers pass out, like when when Prince died or David Bowie died, all these people say oh they were a big influence. Yeah. I think if you're you're a a, a female singer in a band, you probably have a lot less influences, and they all go back. I mean, at least in the the modern sense of the word yeah. from the '70s, Blondie. There's certainly you know. Female singers, female front women yeah. before Grace Slick. Yeah, I thought about Grace. Be one of Jefferson Airplane Starship mm-hmm. and Four oh. Bus. I don't know. <laughs> the third one. Did you go from like eight to three? I only did. I'm doing like three. I'll do okay. four because I do have to give it up to to Shirley Manson of Garbage yeah. for being. Ooh, what's your number one? Oh my front... god. Oh. Oh. A secret. I'm not telling you. You have to pay five dollars behind a paywall. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Shirley Manson garbage for being quizzical front woman. I think w- I know your number one. Do you? I don't know. Go ahead. What do you think it is? When I first thought this, I didn't think you'd have. I thought you'd have Blondie kind of high. I thought I knew you'd have Shirley before uh, mm-hmm. after. Yeah. But I'm like, I know you love Kim Gordon. That's why I wasn't sure. So I struggled with it. <laughs> and if we're to be honest, the very first one I thought of was Kim Gordon of yeah. Sonic Youth. Um, it's just. Too influential. We also talk about the thing I just said about Blondie. Yeah. I think it's going to equally apply when Kim Gordon finally dies. And Kim Gordon would be uh, probably one of the few artists who you could actually point to being directly influenced by Blondie. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I will also say Bjork was one I went went back and forth through. Because she was doing stuff that was just so different than anyone else in the 90s. Yeah, I agree. And I appreciate weirdness for the sake of weirdness. Yeah. And she was certainly weird. I like that um, she dressed like a swan during the Oscars. Yeah. 
And then they're, you know, like I said, like they're all like a, uh, a million bands that I absolutely love. That oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a lot. That was very underwhelming, I thought, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 made a joke without thinking about it. Um, uh, I wasn't a big fan of their last album. It was my least favorite, but I liked it. Uh, Kathleen Hanna, definitely influential. Um, there, there's a lot of women out there, yeah. which there is always. <laughs> um, I was not fascinated. No one said Pretty Reckless, either. Mm. Or Baby Metal. Baby Metal. <laughs> and I love Baby Metal. I actually just bought three Baby Metal uh, Funko Pop figures. Ridiculous. All three of them, yeah. Are they going to go in that little... You want to know where they are? <laughs> I put them under my, my bedroom, my uh, blanket, so you couldn't see oh, them. God. They're having a blanket party with Ric Flair right now. Woo! Woo! Yeah, I guess we kind of petered out. Let me look at the list real quick. Do, 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 do. See if anyone else... Um, X-Ray Specs, um, Polystyrene was my first music crush. Yeah, I remember you saying. Uh, Sharon Jones, I love. And she has a very good. She had a very good screen presence because she died in November. Yeah. And yeah, there's a lot out there. Like we had a really, we had a lot of good responses. It's pretty damn you know, cool. Uh, didn't someone say Concrete Blonde on yours? Yeah, Kyle said Concrete Blonde. Yeah. The Shags, no one necessarily mentioned. No. The female Garage rock band from the sixties. There's, there's a ton. And there's a bazillion of them. But yeah. no, no donuts. No donut. You know, no donut. But I think the Blondie Heart and Fleetwood Mac is actually like some really... I think they would be like definitely like Fleetwood Mac. There's a couple lists on Rolling Stone I'd have to look at mm-hmm. again. Um, but yeah, thank you for all your responses. It was yes. pretty rad. Mm. There's a lot of good shit out there and there still is. There's a lot of like like gouge away. There's a bunch of yeah. female bands I just didn't add just because they're mm-hmm. a little too new and... Mm-hmm. Kind of want to have those quintessential, yeah, Blondie. Blondie's my jam. <coughs> she is, and we're seeing her in August. I know, the Rapture tour. It's Rage and Rapture tour. And you know what else we forgot? Asia Argento. Oh, for Vertigo Pop or whatever, or not? She, uh, she had a double album out. Yeah. Maybe we'll play one of the songs on the outro. But maybe if you send it to like, me, I will. I will. But... I don't like milk. I don't like lemonade. It's a. Oh, or you song. play that to us. <laughs> anyway. Um, Anyways, yeah, we've we've exceeded ex- exceeded our our generally allotted time limit. And all we did was talk about music for the and most all we part. Just talk, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, next next one's gonna be no music at all. I know the next one. I must be like, music, music, as always. Facebook, which most of you know because you commented on our Facebooks. Yes, Tasha um, Yar. Deanna Troy, Trish and no, that's last time. That's the old news. Old news. All right, you know where to find us. Um, We are out. See you later.